welcome. Thank you so much for listening. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, we're doing Under the Ropes now. Under the Ropes is, uh, it's my free time. I like this. I, I, I had my second out prey. I have like a lot of stuff going on. I got the little puppy sleeping right now. Like it's been an active day. Yeah, we try to keep it together, keep it professional, keep it focused on ski and snowboard world for the regular podcast. And this yeah. Under the Ropes podcast, this is sort of a time. It's like when you're skiing with your family. You know, you guys may ski for the day, you chat in the gondola. Maybe you get a quick apres drink. Yeah. That's the regular podcast. This Under the Ropes podcast, this is perhaps you've had three or four at apres. Then you go out with your buddies. Yeah. This is the full frontal apres and hot tub action. Like if we we were in a hot tub right now, this would be the podcast we're doing. It would make more sense if we were both in a hot tub right now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, so that's what this is here. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Socials, contact, everything is still the same. We are at Ski Bum Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Untapped. Hit us up, Ski Bum Podcast at gmail.com, especially if you want stickers. We'll get those out to you. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. Mario, we have one story in the uh, good old app right today, don't we? For Opera. We do, and today. I have new app New app New Apre Part Du. Uh, so I have a Perlin Perlin Zauber IPA. No idea where these people are from. They're from Germany somehow. Uh, 6.0 um, ABV. Not too bad. Perlin Zauber. Now, wouldn't it be cool if they had an Ishgill Pale Ale? Uh, if they did, I would drink IPA. that every day until COVID was over. <laughs> Like a uh, commemorative beer to help support the sound. What if that was the cure? Ishkill IPA. Ishkill IPA. Right? That would be like, oh, everybody just be pounding these like Ishkill IPAs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I too also have a a second operate today. And All right, what you got? Honestly, I'm just clearing out the fridge. It's whatever's left. I'm trying to Do get it, it out. I have from local brewery Kane. Ooh, I have their Kane. El Dorado Punch. Nice. Which so is what is that like? IPA brewed with apricot and lactose. Nice. Yeah. So when you say lactose, is that lactating people that are mm-hmm. brewing it or they add lactose? It's from breast somewhere? milk. Apparently they add into the beer. Breast milk. <laughs> it's a real Cambodian breast milks. Breast <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Every time I hear breast milk, I think of the Chappelle show with the with the breast milks. Breast milk. The, um, making the band or whatever. Yeah. He's, coffee. He's, he's like tapping the uh the breast milk, the uh <laughs> the milk things together. Breast milks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yes. So it was, was it not made with breast milks or Cambodian breast milks or whatever was in the Chappelle show. This was no breast milks were involved. I'm I'm not saying that. I don't want to say that. I hope there there's was some, some breast milk involved. <laughs> if you found out there's like all breast milk, you'd be like, mm, look at that mustache. <laughs> Could you imagine if they just came out one day and they were like, you know what? I mean, breast milk is magical for babies to get. It they can't even replicate it. The yeah. the the ingredients, the hormones, the formula, whatever 
makes up breast milk, they cannot replicate. And it's supposed to be so good for kids. Imagine if maybe like on it comes out like next <laughs> week, Joe Rogan's milk. like, dude, I've been getting someone to research breast milk. And now we have a pill. For a, how about a powder? How about a, syn- a powder? A synthetic breast milk powder? Synthetic breast milk powder <laughs> that you take it and, you know, you're guaranteed to like drop like 3% in your, uh, your body fat. You're going to live an extra five years. Your, your whatever sex organs are either yet longer or tighter. I mean, <laughs> like think about if it was a magical like, cure all for adults, you don't think we wouldn't be gobbling it hand over fist. Actually, what do you think they would do? Would they rebrand it as something else? Like they would collagen? To... Is collagen breast milk? Maybe they just like change the name to like mess with us. So we don't know. Collagen is like, if you look at the ingredients in collagen supplements, it's all like chicken skin. Like, so Oh, what? that's where a lot of the collagen lives is in like, if you just eat chicken skin, that's like collagen that you would get. Yeah. You gotta look, there's different types of collagen. But why doesn't Popeye's like branch out? Like they could have like just fried skins. chicken and skincare just, products. No, just the skins, <laughs> just the skin. healthy, healthy skins. <laughs> You could be hitting the skins in a couple of different ways at our what are you doing? establishment. I'm having a bag of skins. It's good for my skin and nail. <laughs> it's good for my complexion. It's like the chicken pork rinds. Oh, man. Yeah, so let's see. The collagen supplements, they're, they're proteins such as skin and cartilage, right? And the connective tissues. So, Yeah, what is collagen made of? I want to. I want to know that. Oh, it's like really good for your skin. It is. It would make sense if it was made of chicken skin. It's like chicken parts or something like. Oh boy, they're all parts that like. Eventually, you don't you don't want to eat them. So it's like whenever, all byproducts. Whenever you are, hear some weird new name from something, it's like, oh, you guys are taking something that's old and probably nasty. And just trying, <laughs> trying to hide it on them, trying to disguise it. God damn. So we don't know. Well, they have like a lot of warnings on the collagen, I know. And it's like if you're allergic to like poultry, then oh, this is pet friendly keto. Hmm. Look at that. It's like the liver. Your dog can have some, and so can you. That's right. Yeah, so I don't know. A lot of them like <sighs> I think they have some chicken in it or something. I don't even know. It's kind of like think of gelatin. Where's gelatin come from? Comes from cow. Right. And what part of the cow? Isn't it the bones? It's like the bones in the face, right? They in the take face. The face they chuck it in there and they boil it down. And that's where you get the, the gelatin. So when you're eating jello, that's like. You're eating cow face. Cow face. Do they have. Vegan jello? I think they do, but it's like probably okay. So gelatin is made from animal collagen. So again, a protein that makes up connective tissues, skin, tendons, ligaments, bones. Um often cows and pigs are boiled, dried, treated with strong acid or base, and finally filtered until the collagen is extracted. Look at that. So if you want to know where your jello comes from, you look at your local cow or your local pig. <laughs> Embrace and all the those face. Parts, and all those parts. I think your dad actually told me something about that one time when we were making sausages the one time. He said something about that. And I was like, 
I really don't want to eat gelatin for a while. <laughs> I don't Sounds like, gelatin like something he would talk about. Yeah. But it was, he was right. I was, I was, I was like, damn, he knew what he was talking about. That's where it comes from. Don't fear the Reaper. Then you put a little cherry flavor in it. Boom. Everybody fucking loves it. But Bill Cosby, the pedophile or whatever, the sleep guy. On there, like, My come on, Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> that's, that's, everybody want to go to sleep now? Zoom, zoom. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> God damn, indeed. So we do actually have one story in the good old Apre today. Anchor Brewing unveils new branding redesign for 125th anniversary. Nice. I like reason, Anchor. You know, the reason I even found this article is. I follow some like douchey beer brands on Twitter and they were like, why are you complaining? You haven't bought an anchor in like 20 years because, you know, people tend to be like, Oh my God, something I'm used to is changing. That's bad. And they haven't changed their look in, I think 125 years. The yeah. Anchor steam look. They always had that classic, very anchor like email. old looking labels to it. And now this new one, it's, you know, it's, I actually really like their new branding. It's very clean. It's it's, it's very similar still. You know, it's cleaner. It's, it's, but. it's a modern version of the original. I think they did a really nice job kind of taking the old and the new, putting it together. It's clean. It's bold. It's a good look. So I haven't had Anchor very in probably cool. 12 years. So yeah, maybe I'll buy a, a case. We'll see. You know, I used to love Anchor. And they used to have, I think they had a Anchor Pumpkin. Which was delicious, oh but it's very hard to find because they now do the actual rebranded and very orange. <laughs> but they do the right thing; they actually keep it. You know, they only release it like at a certain time and take it off the shelves. It's not like you're in, like in June, September when it should be, <laughs> and drinking a freaking like pumpkin ale, saying when was this brewed? You know, you could even sell it till Thanksgiving. That's perfect. September, October, November. Those should be the three months that pumpkin beers are available. I don't want to see it in August. I don't want to fucking see it in August. Nobody does. So you know how they have German purity laws? We should have like American purity. Yes. That's right. We should have our own laws that like you can't sell like pumpkin beers. Like there's got to be a window. I would be like, um, we'll call it like the Ichabod Crane Act. Oh, Headless Horseman Act. I like that even better. That's funny. See? <laughs> like the Headless oh, Horseman Act? The penalty is you lose your head. If you sell pumpkin beer too soon. I think... It, I th- Ichabod Crane Act, penalty, lose your head. I love that. That all fits together. I don't believe in capital punishment unless it's something to do with having to sell pumpkin and fall beers in July. Then I think... It, it should absolutely be used 100%. If and you're you selling about Crane and Headless Horseman, I'm all in. It's perfect. All in. It is perfect. Um, yeah, that's good. They should actually move that to you can't sell stuff for like Halloween in April <laughs> or or Christmas in like September. Like it's just too soon. Yeah, too it's soon. just too soon. Wow. Well, speaking the opposite of too soon, we're taking for a quick ride in the good old gondola. Taking a ride in the gondola. All right, so what do you got now? I I saw the story. I was like, "This is Brian all over it." I want I want to hear you re, like ingest this so that you can say what you think, say what you feel. 
Well, we try not to talk politics, but this last week has been kind of a humdinger in terms of the people versus the elites. Oh, yeah. And if you have any trust in your government and you're above six years old, you need to free and reevaluate, take a look. These people are all completely incompetent, useless, and are just leeches on your wallet. Bunch of dumb shits. That's a broad generalization talking about a very specific story. And the story is new New Jersey weed compromise moves forward, but it looks a lot like the last failed plan. Mm. We're up the end of January. New Jersey was supposed to have everything buttoned up, worked out, signed by January 1st. And we've already blown it. It's it's so New Jersey. It's the perfect... The perfect and I warned you not to get excited right away because I was like... I know how Jersey politics works. I know who New York politics work. Like this is the same shit they've been doing for a long freaking time. I got so excited. I was looking last week that a dispensary was going to open right by my Costco. Oh, you ready to be like, boom, I'm very excited. Zip in there and zip out there. I was ready to put it into my ways already. (laughs) Half of my favorites. You're like planning your Costco trip to be like, I go to Costco and then go weed. And then honey, I have to go to Costco again. That's right. I got to go there again. I got 97 steaks in the freezer, 15 bags of blueberries. Like, what else do you have to get? Trust me. Once you start buying weed, like, and it's very accessible. I got a a dispensary and the legal medical marijuana card. I got to say, it's like a, it's less than a mile away and it's not a bad dispensary. So you go there like every day when you get your card, (laughs) like literally every day. I bought probably like, I got to say, I spent like 800 bucks on weed. It's <laughs> just like, give me everything you got. I want to try every way to take it, every flavor, every strain. Like, let's have it all. And now I haven't gone to the dispensary. They actually called me the other day. They called we me. Missed you. We, we haven't seen you here in a while. It's your birthday month. You get 10% off your entire, the entire month. I'm like, wow, I might stop in. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, we just want to let you know. Thanks. <laughs> they hung up on me. Like, it wasn't a sales call. Like, they hung up on me. I was like, all right, that was kind of cool. You haven't come for weed in a while, man. Where are you? Are you okay? But that's what it was. It was my birthday month, and I haven't come in weed in a while. They're like, is he is he going somewhere else? Because there's a ton of dispensaries. They're like, he must be going up the road to that other place. He's going to the Hulk Hogan dispensary. <laughs> That's just it, you know. We demand you, brother. And they're all chains, you know. But it's funny, like we got to make sure he keeps coming here. Like you, you have uh, reward points. They all have reward points. Like <laughs> we give you money off. Keep buying weed. I'm like, it's paying for itself. Like you're losing money not buying this weed. That's right. Well, so speaking that- of buying weed, here's the opposite. It's New Jersey. Lawmakers on Friday advanced a new compromise on penalties for underage marijuana use, hoping to pass something that will make Governor Phil Murphy agree to sign big bills to legalize and decriminalize weed into law. Damn. So they tried to put forth a bill last week and black lawmakers came together in opposition, arguing that the penalties it set forth for those under 21 would disappropriately affect black and brown people. Hmm. They tried to clean it up and the only thing they did was 
they were establishing fines if you were 18 to 20 with cannabis, while hmm. under 18 would receive warnings or agree to enter into drug education or treatment programs. Wow. New Jersey just can't get it together. I do like that they have the law, the uh, provision in there saying that the bill also bars police from using the smell of marijuana to stop a young person and search them for marijuana. That's big. Well, it's like the old stop and frisk crap they had in New York. Yeah, but think of that. They say, oh, I think I smelled marijuana. How do we know your nose is calibrated with the scent of marijuana? Bingo. You can smell oregano and think it's marijuana. Dude, they would use that excuse if they they just wanted to pull somebody over. That's yep. what they would say. Oh, oh I smell marijuana. So you pulled a person over that was going 50 miles an hour. How did you smell anything coming from that car? You're 350 pounds with a deviated septum. <clears throat> and you can't even smell your disgusting, rancid farts. And you're going to say you smelled weed coming out of a car two miles exactly. away? Stop it. You are, you are out of order. The cops are You are all out of order. That's I said good I'm day. Saying. That's right. Good, good day, day, sir. <laughs> yeah, they had set a deadline for today when we're recording this podcast at four o'clock and it's midnight now and they haven't put anything through so it's just nothing not a it's classic jersey they screwed up again like it's always it's a problem nothing can just be smooth and easy well because there's always a back channel going and there's a kickback somebody's got theirs and somebody's got to get theirs like it's yep there's things going on. That's how the Northeast is. Everything is whose back gets scratched to get something done. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Filthy bastards. Filthy, filthy bastards. All right. Now it's time to go officially 100% under, under the ropes. The ropes. All right. We're dipping the rope and we're going in. So next up, the earth is losing ice faster today than in the mid-1990s. A new study suggests. So uh, this is out of Alaska. So the Earth's uh, ice is melting faster today. The mid-1990s new research research suggests as climate change nudges global temperatures ever higher. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff on like the glaciers getting like a lake on top. Like it's kind of kind of interesting. We're just talking about Lake Tahoe too. How the the climate is changing and all the snow eventually could be just rain. Right. So they're saying altogether, an estimated 28 trillion metric tons of ice have melted away from the world's sea ice, uh, ice sheets and glaciers since the mid 1990s. So annually, the rate is now about 57% faster than it was three decades ago. <clears throat> so um, they're saying uh, they're surprised to see such a large increase in 30 years. The warming is happening, pieces are breaking off, stuff is melting, and it's melting at kind of alarming rate. Now, they don't really say anything that can be done to stop this either, right? No, but one of the other things I've seen, though, is if you get enough ice melt of the Arctic, right, what you're doing is you're dumping fresh water into the salt water. Well, if you dump the fresh water into the salt water, the salt water, I think the salt water sinks, right? Over the fresh water, fresh water is on top or vice versa. I don't remember which one. Yeah, I think so. That's the way it is. But what happens is there's like a convection heat thing going on in which kind of helps drive currents, but there's also like the moon going in and drive currents. But because the heating, like temperatures are different 
and now you have one uh, one type of water sinking lower than another type of water, you have a temperature difference and you get like, it actually stops the, the cycle that's going on today, which is this like kind of heat exchange, like water gets heated, it bubbles up, then it gets cooled or vice versa, right? It just keeps going like that in a, in a cycle. Well, if you get an influx of fresh water, it messes that thing up. And what you actually get is like a global cooling effect. And they're saying that could bring on like an ice age. So it's so very because of all the ice caps melting at the fresh water melting into the salt water. Right. Trigger the ice age. Right. So if you think about it, you're heating up the planet to dangerous levels the earth melts the ice and then it just cools down to astronomical levels. And basically it's fine. Like we're fucked, but the earth is fine. You know, huh. might take hundreds of years. We might be living underground, but yeah. Yeah. They say that global cooling is actually worse for us than global warming. Yeah. But I don't know. And then I don't understand, like, so if we have all this shit going up, rockets up into space, can't we just get like a screen and screen off part of the sun from hitting the earth and just mm. kind of cool up the earth? Like that'd work too. That's true. Right. Just like a big screen that, that extends, say it's going to be out there for like a, probably like all you need is like a week, you know? Think about how messed up stuff got and how much the temperature dropped when we had like the solar eclipse like a few years ago. Was it last year, year before? It was 2017 because Benjamin was born two days after the eclipse. Ah, but even that when that happened, like they said, people that were out in the water, people like, it just like, they got pretty chilly, like pretty quick, just from the fact that like, that sun was blocked, you know what I mean? So just saying. That's my thought on it. That's my two cents. Oh, it's definitely worth two cents. Yeah, so you have global warming that leads into global cooling. Yeah. Well, And then you, we freeze out, which is great for us skiers. This is true. I'm just saying, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is, you know how much fresh fucking pow we'd get every day? That's true. Every day. So we should, all, we should root for the global cooling. Well, global warming to lead to global cooling. We're, we're right. going in the right direction. Just nobody mess anything up. So in, like we'll in like 350 years, we'll be good to go. Yeah, exactly. We nice. might be frozen if we walk outside, but the idea that there's fresh pow out there. I like it. What I, idea I like even more is the idea of having a $300,000 pet fish. What? what kind of fishes work 300 grand? Ah, it's, it's a very crazy world we live in. Uh, there's a certain fish called an Asian arowana is the most valuable aquarium pet. They are endangered hmm. species in the wild. The Asian arowana is illegal to import, sell, and in most cases own in the U.S. Wow. Yeah, I have Asian marijuana too, and I want to make sure that that's protected as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the story talks about how a swampy creature became swanky. For centuries, the Asian arowana was nothing more than a meal forged from the back Blackwater rivers and swamps of southeastern Asia. 
But in 75, everything changed. Southeast Asia's wetland habitats declined. Asian arowana began to dwindle in, uh, in numbers. A treaty that limits the trafficking of endangered wildlife classified the Asian arowana as a threatened species. The move was meant to ban commercial trade of the fish. But hmm. it totally backfired and it turned the fish into a limited edition luxury good. Jeez. So my Malaysian smugglers began sneaking Asian arowana into Taiwan. From there, the fish found its way to Japan, where it became a veblen good among Yakuza gang members. Jesus. In a bid to dampen the illicit trades, cities allowed farmers in Southeast Asia to legally breed, harvest, and sell Asian arowana. The logic was that a flood of new fish would drive down prices and make them a less desirable commodity. But again, things went off the deep end. Over the ensuing decades, hundreds of arowana farms popped up throughout Indonesia and Malaysia, and the fish all but disappeared from the wild. Today, the Asian arowana's largest market is China, dubbed the dragonfish due to its shiny scales, long whiskers, and fierce disposition. The arowana has taken on a spiritual aura. Now, this is where things go into crazy town. So people who are super wealthy get these fish and then perform plastic surgery on them. God damn, that's horrible. They got fish beauticians. They have fish beauticians that they will give the fish eye lifts, chin jobs, and tail alterations. The hell? I'd like to augment his tail so it looks better. You know what this fish needs? A pair of big tits. <laughs> big tits. Bolt on some big tits. That's the biggest titty fish I've seen. Oh my God. So they're saying that this fanaticism has turned farm bred Asian arowana which are legal in most countries, into an estimated $200 million a year global market. Jeez. Yeah. Just for this weird fish. Just for this weird fish. So then they have the story too about it. people eat it or just have it as a pet? Like what? It sounds like just as a pet. Hmm. So they talk about this, this uh, gentleman here who quit his job in the mid-80s, bought 12 Asian arowana for 170 bucks. With help from his friend, they have a small farm in East Jakarta uh, releasing the fish in a pond on the property and through trial and error, taught himself the art of breeding. Nice. So now this guy has one of the 250 sites approved Asian arowana farms across Southeast Asia. Oh, wow. He has a company... And it's one of the largest exporters of the Asian arowana, particularly the super red, a bright crimson varietal that is highly desirable to Chinese buyers who view the color red as a representation of vitality and good fortune. Wow. So this company sells around a thousand of its 7,000 of Asian arowana, netting 3 million in sales. 3000 bucks per fish on average. Jeez. Three grand for one fish. Three grand for one fish. But he does, he did say that 
they have eight varieties of the arowana. He said he sold a flawless super red to a buyer once in China for $30,000. Wow. Now a breeder in Malaysia who specializes in albino Asian arowana purportedly sold one of his stock to a high-ranking member of the Chinese Communist Party for $300,000. Damn. Yeah, communism works, man. Everyone's so happy. Yeah. A lot of these people have barely enough to get by, and this asshole is buying a $300,000 fish. (sighs) Stepping over the people that can't afford anything just to get to his fish. Absolutely crazy. But that's crazy. Hey, if you're super baller, CC, jump we'll take a fish. 300 grand for a fish. I'll eat a fish. <laughs> Just flay it up, deep fry it, something. Yeah. Make nuggets out of it. Well, we'll link to this article so you can check it out. It's just very crazy because I think it's a weird. fish is like disposable and a couple bucks. Yeah. Well, speaking about fish and disposable. Um, uh, no tuna in Subway sandwiches and wraps lawsuit claims. So there is a lawsuit going on against Subway. So now they were in the, the limelight not too long ago because there was a European court that deemed their bread had so much sugar in it that they were not able to consider it bread. It was considered some kind of sugary thing. A like dessert. Dessert. Um, so Subway's back in the news again, this time for their sub, their tuna sub sandwich. Um, or so not tuna sub sandwich. They're not to. So they're actually saying there's something, uh, that somebody believes there's something fishy about Subway's tuna they salad. They call it tuna. No. <laughs> so they're saying while Subway bills as tuna is a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna yet have been blended together by defendants to intimate the appearance of a tuna according to the complaint so that's pretty pretty wordy (laughs) it's a lot of words for not tuna yeah so they're basically saying there's no tuna in the tuna sub then pray tell what is in the sub so they did some tests and they're saying that some of the tests they did, uh, they're saying there's no tr- truth to the allegations that was filed in California. Um, they're saying it's hundred percent cooked tuna into restaurants, blah, blah, blah. Um, I would actually be more impressed if they were like, yeah, there's no tuna in there. And people were like, I thought it was tuna. It tasted <laughs> just like it. Tastes just like it. So it's a weird, wacky lawsuit. So they're they're taking them. I think it's more about not not what's in it. It's about the way they're advertising it, saying that it's fresh tuna and it's blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. We'll see. There'll be more on this, I'm sure. Subway tuna. Isn't that hilarious? That What would a tuna sandwich even be then? If the bread is not really bread, it's just sugar, and the tuna is not tuna, what do you even have? Yeah, bread and something, bread and meat. He's like some kind of mystery sh- meat, sugary, like a like a Rolo or a Tootsie Roll made of fake tuna. 
I want Rolo. Imagine a Rolo with tuna in it. Ugh. Can you imagine a tuna Rolo? You just distribute those out, and when people bite into them, like, God damn, this tastes like tuna. Yeah. Or Twix, like just taking the caramel out and just putting like tuna paste. There's no caramel. That's tuna. That's what do you, you know think what? of that? This sounds like this sounds like <laughs> possibilities for the um, like on Rick and Morty when they do intergalactic cable. Uh, this could be commercials. It, we could have intergalactic cable show. Like, it's a, like a regular. Twix, except it's instead of caramel, it's got tuna paste. And people <laughs> are like, called, oh yeah, it's just this is what a Twix tastes like. It's tuna called dick and it's tuna paste. Hey, 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 well, that wraps up the old under the ropes of the week. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on all the socials Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at skibumpodcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay footing. See you.